Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. Hello and welcome to Friday Finance Club, which we just decided was the catchiest name that we could come up with for this. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I am very well. How are you? I am very well. This was your brain which I think we kind of figured was very much needed from now what you were saying is like 18 months of AFM and working with coaches to help them build their businesses. And you've been a huge part of that. So one, thank you for that. And secondly, I think this is a fantastic idea. And like I said, your brainchild. So I'll let you speak about what this stands for and what it's going to deliver to people. Thank you. Um, so we've, we have done, I've been running AFM for 18 months, which is very exciting. Um, and I think from lots of conversations that we've had and lots of different people that we've seen through the business and lots of coaches who are, brilliant coaches and learning to run a business because nobody teaches you that on day one um a lot of it I think a lot of AFM is not about money and it's not about finances and when I used to do accountability calls it was all about client numbers and improving services and genuinely wanting to help people which is amazing but the one of the only ways that you're going to be able to stay doing that is if your business is financially viable and what this kind of the idea of this was we are not financial advisors and we will probably say that on every single podcast um but we're not but we're learning and we're we work together on your businesses and i work on a lot of different people's coaching businesses um and there's a few kind of fundamentals that people need to know about whether you want to bury your head in the sand, whether you want to outsource it, whatever you want to do, you have to know the basics to be able to grow your business. And I guess part of that is the monthly boring stuff that people like me love doing. Um, But then there's also the kind of the goal setting side of it and the business growth and actually looking back, you know, on your previous year, on your previous month and knowing where that growth is going to come from and where you want it to go. And so it's kind of the basic side of it. And then almost, I guess, a bit like you guys coaching your clients, it's then layering that. So it's kind of knowing like, have you got your calories and your protein and your steps sorted? Okay, let's layer that on with a pension and some taxes and some investing. And so we kind of want to talk about it, not just with each other, but with everybody and have everybody come along the journey with us and kind of learn together talk to you guys we want to have some experts on to come and share with you their knowledge where you know that that we don't have um and just get you in a position that you you don't have to become an accountant but that you feel genuinely confident in managing your own money and almost confident enough to then outsource it rather than outsourcing it because you don't want to do it um, and then my favorite part, and I think I feel like this will be your favorite part, is then feeling empowered enough to go and invest it and to go and make more of it. But what I will say, just to caveat that, is this is not a 
flashy, sleazy, 10K a month club. We actually don't care how much you earn. We just want to know that you've got the right amount put away for your taxes and that you're making the most of what you're working really hard to make and kind of using it wisely to build a brilliant business. Yeah. And um, I guess the, the part of the point of this is I I definitely didn't look at my finances for ages because I kind of hate that side. And I was just really focused on the coaching side. And then when I did look at my finances, it actually made me like less motivated and quite negative about it. And so the what the one thing that you do for me that I would say is the most valuable thing I get per month is like the sheet that you essentially make up. So each business, it's the, the profit margin, it's how many clients have come, how many clients have left, like what the coach is getting paid. I kind of okay it all. And I literally only look at my finances then. Like I will look at them once a month, be like, yeah, Kimberly, that looks amazing. Thanks. Like done. And yes, pay the coaches, done. And that means that I get to focus on doing what I actually love doing, what I'm actually good at, which is certainly not looking at spreadsheets or like tracking that kind of stuff. It's actually the coaching side of things. But saying that, I guess a good analogy for this is, let's say your coach or your client comes to you with a fat loss goal and you might be like, let's not focus on the scale weight, right? And a, a coach might come to me with a business goal and I'd be like, let's not focus solely on the income, but obviously as a byproduct, you're, you're going to want to look at the scale weight. But again, you want to zoom out and be like, what's happening over time? Not how much have you earned this month? Because you could have a launch this month. Like my finances go up and down all the time. And I remember speaking to Emil about this and he was like, oh, this is my target for this month and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I might make four times as much one month because coincidentally commit to six EC method and EIQ are all launching in the same month. Like I had a fucking huge month once. And I remember thinking, wow, that'd be it. But like the next month was almost nothing because there was no launches in that period of time. So you can't like just look at these things. It's about zooming out much like with scale weight fluctuations for your client. If fat loss is the goal, is it important that their scale weight is trending down? Yes, like it's a very good marker. But day to day, you wouldn't look at that much like month to month. You might not obsess over your finances. The other thing is just to make sure that you're like Kimberly said, like being sensible with your money and making the most out of it. And again, coming back to like the fat loss example and it not being all about like how much money you make, you have to remember what your values are. So if you're coming saying, I want to build a business that allows me. And by the way, this is why when people sign up to afm i get them to do like what's your perfect day look like what do you want your life to look like and normally they're like i want to be able to have the whole weekend off i want to be able to work you know like stop work at 5 p.m have good life balance and have enough money to pay my mortgage to get a second car or and like so that i don't know i can make sure that my kid you know like not really worry about money right when you look at that it's actually not like some crazy extravagant lifestyle and again, this is where it's important because the more money you make or like often the more work is required to put in, that's not a direct correlation, right? And outsourcing and being smart and having a scalable business is part of that. But realistically, if you wanted the biggest business, you'd probably work more hours and then the hours that were freed up, you'd then fill with another business. <clears throat> not something I would know about, obviously. <laughs> but, however, my value isn't having a house and a kids and a wife at the moment. So depending on what your values are, your financial goals will be slightly different as well. And realizing that and making like the right choices 
towards that and always coming back to hey this might be actually I've got really like nice life balance I'm making this month much a month I'm hitting all the targets I wanted to hit I have time to spend with my family I'm not overworked I'm not taking on too many clients I don't need to always push for growth I might then look at other areas of my life mm-hmm. um and that's quite important because much like your clients with the scale weight we you know when people come to you and they're like what's my ideal weight and you're like it depends like for some people it might be the higher end of a healthy body fat range and that's because hey they actually prefer to go out with their family numerous times a week to eat instead of staying that little bit leaner and for some other people they might be like no I actually like to be a bit leaner and I don't mind that I'm making the compromises in other areas of my life kind of similar with your finances and with your business make sure that it's coming back to what's important to you not just like the industry like target is randomly 10k a month like what does that actually mean and if we could like we won't go into too much of that but maybe that's a topic like these financial targets because that's one of the worst places to be in terms of like that (laughs) like actually making about what would that be like 120,000 ish a year it isn't like that nice a place to be in terms of your business unless you really want to push it to go bigger like it's not a nice place to sit because of that threshold but anyway the part of the point of why we wanted to do this is one like to empower people to make decisions not to bury your head in the sand to learn from some of the mistakes that we've made previously and then we're still learning and we were like what better way like you, we can share what we learn with you guys and that means that we've got a platform to get on experts who know way more about this stuff than we do and share that kind of knowledge with you guys so I'm very excited about this project and I think that people are going to learn a hell of a lot from it and find it really valuable and useful I agree I hope so um I think as well what's I going to say that it's kind of getting the fundamentals in place in the sense that you've got you know every single month that you haven't got to think about oh shit I need to pay my tax next month like that shouldn't be a concern at any point when you're coaching because you're in control of it and you've got this and another thing that I've been thinking of quite a lot recently and I don't really know why is that um say for example with a pension if you work if you're employed anywhere in the UK and your employer has to contribute to your pension amazing if like we are self-employed and next so next year I turn 35 and I keep thinking my god I'm halfway to 70 and I keep thinking if you don't and this is really really boring it's so dull but if you don't put into a pension when you turn I don't even know whenever you want to retire 65 70 a your earning potential is just naturally going to be lower if you like for work but if you don't put into a pension now and you're self-employed, other than the government giving you, so if you retired today, I think you would get like £700 a month. And that is it. Like that's it. There's no money coming from anywhere else if you haven't put into a pension or savings or property or whichever way you want to go with it. And I just keep thinking, what if you turn 70 and you go, I'm not working anymore. And that's your, like, I just keep imagining it. Okay, hey, Kimberly, here's your, 700 pounds or 160 pound a week or however you get it and like that's it there's no there's nothing more that nobody is going to turn up and go oh joking here's a little bag of gold coins for you and I think it's really hard to 
think about it when you're we have a lot of people on AFM who are like in their 20s and the priority is maybe buy a house and I totally get that I stopped putting into a pension when I bought a house stupidest idea because you're going to have to pay it at some point and I guess sometimes you'll go do you know what there's other priorities but things like tax and a pension I have to be they have to be a priority like you have to make this work and we want to show you how to make it work um without you know and still having a good life and still enjoying what you're doing and making enough money to do this because we know certainly and obviously we're slightly biased but certainly coaches that come through AFM are like good coaches like they're here for their clients not for the cash but the cash side is important um so yeah I just keep imagining like 70 year old Kimberly with oh here's you know 700 pounds a month and where are you going to live and what are you going to eat and you know what do you want your life to look like and it's kind of the big scary questions and we we ask them a lot with health I think I think we're kind of willing to invest in our health and do a morning routine and look at our food and you know eat 100 grams of protein a day and have six fruit and veg a day six you're welcome Emma. um but quite often I think it's really hard to to kind of think I think we're making the link slowly of I need to build as much muscle now as possible because when at when 70 year old Kimberly wants to be independent and fit and strong but I don't know if we always I think it's really hard to go oh an extra 500 pounds a month away into my pension I'll do it next month because in the grand scheme of things one month isn't going to make a lot of difference but in the grand scheme of things it probably is like if you don't do it now when are you gonna when are you gonna start doing it yeah and and I think people don't truly understand compounding interest and if you want to have a look at this like just google something like compounding interest calculator and just put in like there's loads of these where you can put in like if I put in a hundred pounds a month until I'm 50 what would that look like assuming like a six percent increase per year or something and you'll be amazed at how much more it is in comparison to what you've put in and then the biggest thing about compounding is time so now is the youngest you'll be like now is the best time to do it I kind of kick myself in the because what do you say kick yourself in the face <laughs> kick yourself in the bum I don't know whatever I kick myself a bit <laughs> because I genuinely until the pandemic I had no investments at all like none nothing. I think I had an ISA but then I realized the ISA wasn't invested in anything like it was literally just you know you get them with your bank and I was like oh yeah but- <laughs> didn't even really understand what that meant either I was like oh that's that's something to do and then I was like that's actually not invested in anything it's just sitting in a tax-free bubble but not like being used so like check out all these things um but the compounding factor is really important and then when you really get your head around that like as you were talking you're like yeah people are starting to think like this and I'm certainly an anomaly but I really only think like that like when you're like oh you put 500 pounds away and I get that you don't see anything from that but like I put, I invest into um, a current, uh, what's it called? Anyway, basically like stocks and shares every month. And it's just a direct debit that goes out. Now I was just thinking like, if that was going to a car, I'd be like oh, depreciating asset. Don't want like what freaking waste of money I'm putting this amount of money into a car every month. Even though I'd probably be using it and enjoying it, right? <laughs> Whereas I'm like, oh, older me is going to be so grateful that I put this money away. <laughs> I feel good about investing. Like when that money goes away to essentially nothing, like another account that's being, I don't know, invested in an index fund or something. That makes me feel 
like better than something physical tangible and I guess it's because you kind of understand the compounding interest element of it um and and I would also suggest like all your investments should be longer term like we're certainly not talking about like trading and doing anything rash but when you start basically as your business starts growing you have new problems new point quote problems but things change a little bit like if you've got excess money actually it being sat in a bank account with inflation like really what's quite sad as well is that like if you're getting sort of six percent returns from investing in the stock market which is like kind of standard if you put like um yeah money into an index fund depending on what it's tracking but anyway yeah money in an index fund roughly six percent a year maybe a little bit more if you're lucky then that won't happen every year but over time that's sort of the average but inflation is higher than that so you're like hedging against inflation a little bit but inflation is still higher than that so you're still losing money you're just losing less money than if you left it in your bank account and I think that was the thing for me to be like oh my god because I was kind of like people would talk about investing and I was like well yeah but it's in my bank so I don't really care that it's not making more money because it's less risky to be in your bank and then you're like no it's not you're actually losing like what is inflation at the moment six percent or something I don't know but it's freaking high I don't know I feel like um 11 percent at percent. so technically you're losing like <laughs> when you leave it in your bank yeah I think what's difficult so I um was writing up some um some onboarding stuff and part of it was comparing the return on investment of a stocks and shares ISA from this year and premium bonds so I have both and premium bonds is just for my emergency cash should I need to flee the country um and on paper the uh, premium bonds have done better quote unquote because I am up 650 pounds and I get the joy every I think it's the second of the month when they release what you've won and you're like oh wow it's like a little ruffle amazing and in on paper my Stocks and shares, I said, I think is down about £2,000. And so the, I think sometimes when you go, okay, I'll invest in this. And obviously there's much riskier investments than that. And I guess, it, you know, when people have bought houses in the last couple of years and then no one knows what's going to happen with the market. But if you look at it long term, I kind of think the stocks and shares, I said, is still what I like to call silent victory in that it's a way it's go it will grow and I don't need that money now it you know that the longer you leave it in theory it you know it will come back up again but there's also I guess the education around I think when everybody's going yeah stocks and shares I say yeah they're amazing and my mom had said Kimberly put some money in to this I'm like, oh well my mom's told me to do it great and I did it and I remember logging in and being like wait a minute what that's two thousand pounds that's my money and it's gone so and I think sometimes it's really easy to see on social media and it's a bit like when people gamble you only ever see their winnings so you only ever see on social media of like yeah I put this into a savings account 10 years ago and now it's made five grand whatever it is and actually the reality of my stocks and shares account over the last two years I have lost money mm-hmm. and it's fine because it just stays there but if you had the idea of, well, I will put that in for a year or two and then I'll take it out. Well, actually, you have you have lost money. And I think sometimes it's 
I think Emil actually used to say this, like say with crypto, and I've, we're not touching crypto on this. That's a whole, a whole few podcast series on its own. Um, but it's kind of the putting in something and just watching it and learn. That's the only way you're going to learn is by seeing what actually happens and kind of having a bit of skin in the game to go, oh, that looks good. Or, oh, ouch, okay, I now have no money left. And kind of put in what you can afford to lose and watch it to learn is kind of the only way that I found like actually seeing it and like when like I have a property that I rent out so seeing that and feeling that and going okay I now know what this actually provides is the only way that you kind of because you can listen and like you know you can listen to us all the stuff we're going to talk about and I guess you'll choose I oh, do you know that sounds you know I'm not actually you know, I'm quite risk averse. So that sounds premium bond sounds like the one for me. I'm going to do this. Or actually you might be wildly risky and you go, do you know what? I'm putting it all on crypto. Um, and it's kind of ha like probably the best way is having a bit of a mix of all of them and seeing what happens and things will change over time. And it's kind of the, this is a bit nerdy. It's kind of the fun of it, of like watching it. Sometimes I go onto my iPhone and I think, oh God, like, that's so much money that I've lost. We'll just see what happens so like the issue is with that like you haven't lost that money until you take that investment out and realize your investment like you haven't lost that money because it will probably go up again like well the whole point is that it will go up again so it's easy to look at these things like that I, I sometimes look at my account and I'm like wow that's like that's down a huge amount but like the point is you haven't lost it until you take it out Mm -hmm. and that's where people mm -hmm. go wrong because they freak out and they're like oh my god I'm a whatever I'm x amount down I'm going to take this out because I don't want to lose any more and I'm like you yeah. literally done the worst possible thing you could have done so like this is why when things like recessions happen or when the market drops actually the worst thing you can do is take your money out and freak out and, and take your money out and that's where people lose money whereas if they just hold it it goes back up mm -hmm. again um and actually, I guess it's like um good at investing and can hold their nerve like so much of it's mental right that you would be investing more when the markets go down mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say it's like when you're trying to I guess either lose weight or build muscle and you jump on the scales and it's done the opposite of what you you like but I was doing everything right and now the scales have jumped up and but you know like rationally you know like this week I know I've ticked off everything like I've done everything oh the scales have gone up a pound okay well I can't do anything about that so we'll just carry on because you know and that I guess that's the the confidence side of it to go I know that I follow commit to six so I know what I'm doing is gold so we just we just wait and we just ride it out and not kind of reacting to it so it's literally just what you would say it's what you'd say to your clients isn't it? it but it's so much I think sometimes I guess with scale weight it's hard because it feels it physically it's personal but I think with money on the other side is kind of the that is also like cold hard cash and you're like oh no that's this is my money um so I think it's yeah if you're if you're good at I'm gonna no I'm not gonna link the two I was gonna say if you're good at if you're good at chilling out with the scale weight and you're at holding your nerve then then it can be quite fun and it's but you can win and you can lose and we want you to win yeah <laughs>
Yeah, I think once you realize compounding interest, you realize that it works in like all areas of your life. Like the gym workouts that you do now compound over time to give you a result. And then like, it's even more important as you age and the more exercise you've done and, and then like building muscle and bone mineral density as you get older, like all of these things compound, like one off makes no, no difference, but doing it consistently mm-hmm. over time really starts to add up and same with your investments. So let's wrap up this one because it's meant to be just a bit of an intro but what you have to come is lots of exciting guests lots of topics we'll also put in the afm group you like things that people are struggling with things that people are confused with about finances i certainly buried my head in the sand for a long time we were just talking about this where you'll i don't know need to see someone or not need to but like do you have all your accounts in order and they're kind of like oh not really and i remember how embarrassed i was when i was like yeah this is what I do Kimberly it's literally just an export of my bag that you're like <laughs> but like it this it happens to a lot of people right so don't don't be embarrassed by it and don't mm-hmm. bury your head in the sand because I like I mean that was definitely me um and now I'm much better and I feel on top of it and a little bit more in control of it mm-hmm. still it is just yeah bit of admin bit of management yeah all right then okay we'll see you next time bye